Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bored and Bitchy Podcast, a place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance and the new season of 90 Day Fiance, season nine. I'm Evie, and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, a California slash LA girl living in Arizona. My warning for y'all is that we drop profanity every week. It's guaranteed. It's sprinkled in. You've been warned. Um, Evie, I cannot believe we're on like season nine. Like, how the hell did that happen? Uh, I believe it because, like I said last week, I'm almost 40. So I do feel like the time (laughs) is wearing down on me. I'm like, when you stop and think about it, I'm like, how long ago is it that we were watching Muhammad and Danielle? It feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago. But yes, I'm excited. We have a new season, season nine, lots of new characters. You sit, were telling me that these new characters have got you hooked already. Yeah, I mean, we're two episodes in. And so actually, even before we go further, sorry, y'all, we didn't have a chance to record and drop an episode last week because both Evie and I were traveling. I was traveling for work. She was traveling for fun. So we are here to recap the first two episodes. And yeah, two episodes in, I'm already very invested in this cast. And it's not because I was ready to be done with the last cast, mm-hmm. of the, like the before the 90 days, because they did get me with the tell-all. But there's something about this like new collected group of cast members that just feels fresh. Is it because they literally look fresh? They oh, It's a very attractive literally. group, I have to say. <laughs> you did say that. Um, sorry, one last thought like on this group and you had mentioned age I feel like we were Muhammad's age when we first got on to 90 day and now we're like Yvette's age right I mean we're not that old but yes not that old nor (laughs) were we that young but yes yes definitely hitting closer I think we're in Yvette's age bracket now we are no 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 no. that's the next box over I haven't checked that box yet how dare you ma'am um (laughs) I have to say, when we weren't recording last week, I, even though, you know, I didn't get to watch the show last week, because like you said, I was traveling and we didn't get to record, 90 Day was very much in my mind. And y'all, it was because my boyfriend and I were in Gran Canaria, well, in the Canary Islands in Spain. And for any 90 Day diehards, you might remember that that is the trip that Tom catfish Tom had promised Darcy when she first came to London TLC kept showing us the same stock photo of the beautiful beach or like the same stock drone shot (laughs) and Darcy was telling us like yes he's booked this trip and I don't even remember at this point like I think they were like fighting too much and like her drinking and they did not end up going instead he she got that like janky key from like the 1700s or something to his apartment But while I was there and I had an amazing time, I got a tan, many a pina colada was drunk, was getting a massage. And Darcy kept flashing into my head multiple times and kept being like, poor Darcy, she could have been here. (laughs) She could have been living her resort life. Uh, When I was at the bar at the all-inclusive, I was thinking like, Darcy would have definitely gotten plastered and probably would have been a mess and been rolling around on a bed and Hopefully she would have been, Tom would have been more understanding because you know she would have gone to that all inclusive with Jesse. He would have been like hosting an intervention like he did night one. But anyways, Darcy was in my thoughts and I feel bad that she never got that vacation, but it's probably because for the best because who wants to be on vacation with Tom? Let's be real. I know. Well, since we're on that tangent really quickly, two thoughts. One, I totally forgot the part where she rolled on the bed. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, two, we all knew that Tom had never booked the trip, that he used her like getting drunk, whatever is the excuse for not going anymore. We knew it was never in the books. Yeah, we all knew. Darcy didn't know, but we knew. <laughs> TLC Poor knew. hopeless romantic Darcy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyway, I, I was living my best Darcy life, y'all. So I'm sorry that we missed a week. Kat was actually working like for real for real for real for real uh, working <laughs> for real for real working in Texas I'm trying to think who are our wonderful Texan cast and no one's popping up top of mind at the moment it's crazy like do we really not have anyone from Texas like the no big old lone star state have we never had anyone from Texas we have to have we have to have had, I mean, I know it's not like the most populated state, but it's a huge state. So odds are at least one person. Yeah, I, I'm trying to to Google and nothing's popping out for me, but I'm sure as soon as, oh, oh you know what? Patrick, T- 
Texas, Austin, Texas. Uh, Patrick. Patrick went to France. Oh, <laughs> Patrick, whose mom clowned him. Yes. Um, yes. I'm sure okay, there's memory. others. Uh, maybe I'm Tim. Sure. Tim and Melissa. Melissa. I no, I don't think he was from Texas. Yes, no. Tim, a 34-year-old from Texas. Met Melissa, 29-year-old from Colombia. I love that you were so sure. No, he's not. I'm like, no, yeah. I definitely no. <laughs> Anywho. <I would> <laughs> Well, anyway, so I know you were busy vacationing. Does that mean you didn't have time to get news? Because we've all we've been vamping for a bit, so we can get right into it if you don't have no, news. I'm sorry, but I actually do have news, and okay. these are very big news stories, so mm. we should touch on them quickly. Go for it. I will give the warning that this is like the good, the bad, and the ugly of news. So for our own mental health, I'm gonna go with Please bad, with sad. Yes. yes. Let's go with bad, sad to ugly and then finally we will end on a positive note so yes I was going to try to come up with some kind of you know equivalent of a shit sandwich metaphor that is like a little actually I'm good can we we can (laughs) sunset the shit sandwich metaphor thank you that is being put to sleep let's move on okay so the sad horrible devastating news to share that I'm sure a lot of our listeners at this point have heard but I definitely wanted to acknowledge it is that Annie and Robert um, announced that their seventh old, seven-month-old baby, Adriel, passed away. So sad, so horrifying. Um, the last picture that she posted of him, he's clearly like in a little hospital bed, connected to breathing tubes. And she did say, you know, she's lost a part of her heart along with Adriel's passing. And she said he was a fighter, but just his little heart couldn't take it. So she... From what the last time I checked, she hasn't gone into very specific details of exactly what happened. But obviously, he was she did mention he was in a surgery, mentioned something about his heart. They do share another baby together. Aside from, you know, we all know Robert has a bunch of kids. But together, (laughs) they do have a 20 month old daughter, Brenda. I can't imagine how you find comfort after something like that. But we are obviously wishing them comfort and strength because I just can't imagine. I feel so bad for them. I am um, I am legit trying not to think about it because I'm literally fanning my eyes. I will burst into tears. So, yeah, yeah let's move on, please. Yeah, horrible, horrible story. Let's move on to the ugly. This is, I mean, this is like sad and terrible too, but it's actually pretty ugly. The one, I guess, funny or humorous part of this story is that I was doing my TMZ scroll, which is like a daily activity for me. And I did my morning scroll and one of the stories, the headline was 90 day star almost killed by her boyfriend on a boat or something. And I was like, what? And I was like, who? And of course, I like immediately clicked to be like, oh, my God, like, who is this? What happened? Are they safe? And then it said that the 90 day fiance star is Caroline Shewitz. Chowitsky and I was like who Who who's this this and then they put her picture she was like this beautiful young woman and I'm like I'm still I'm like wait a minute I know we've had like 25 million seasons and (laughs) spinoffs but this she must be from a spinoff that I missed because I do not recognize this woman so you go on and you read the article she was Paola's modeling slash talent agent in Miami do you remember when Paola and Russ moved to Miami and Paola's mm-hmm. trying to get to the modeling game and she met with some woman who told her to dye her hair blonde. This is her. Okay. So we're, so, we're using the term cast member <laughs> loosely again. Yes. Oh, I, is she okay? <laughs> yes. So TMZ is being very liberal with the word star and cast member because this woman could not have had more than five minutes of airtime on 90 Day. But I digress. Luckily, she is okay. Though this story is fucking bananas and it's horrifying she was on a boat with her boyfriend I guess they've been together for a year apparently her and her boyfriend got into a heated argument in which he started like he basically put her in a chokehold and started hitting her she was finally able to free herself but she jumped into the water to get away from him Um, and this is all corroborated by witnesses because when she jumped into the water he followed and tried to drown her oh my god underwater to the point where people from another boat had to jump in to rescue her bring her onto their boat and had to hit him with a stick to get him to like not climb onto their boat to try to come after her so 
her boyfriend, some guy named Cole Goldberg, 23, has been arrested on attempted murder. I mean, thank God she is safe. I'm sure we will hear more about this when it goes to trial, but insane story. Oh, my. I feel like, I mean, honestly, we should have had a disclaimer, like we needed Xanax or something for this new segment. Um, I know. I told you. Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, okay. I got my emotions in check. So what I will say in one breath is like to, to this loosely deter- defined cast member, I forgot her name already. Um, And to Annie, like my hearts go out to you both. God, I hope that you find some peace and balance right now because those are both very traumatic things to go through. Yeah, it's horrifying. That's always like, please, Lord, let there be a good news story because I cannot, like, I can't just give drop this and then just go into like let's talk do, do, about do. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Boel's crazy prank or something like no I was like oh my god what am I gonna do and I was like trying to search and I swear to god like there was some headlines that was like Danielle uh gives relationship advice and I'm like next oh god like, there was like Stephanie hates her haircut and I'm like are, are we serious is this a headline but thank goodness is Mercury for- in retrograde like what is happening <laughs> I mean, check your appliances. It might be. Cancel all your plans. No, there is a glimmer of hope. There is a ray of sunshine. Thank you to our favorite beekeepers, Anna and Marcel, because they are very excited to announce the birth of their son. Please forgive me, y'all, if I mispronounce this name. It's G-O-K-H-A-N. Gohan? Gohan? Gohan John He, born April 11th. He was born five weeks early, doing an amazing job. Now, this is like the pretty incredible part. If you remember, they were pregnant via surrogate, a surrogate who is Ukrainian, living in the Ukraine. So Anna and Marcel went to Poland. Then Anna had to go by herself because Marcel's passport and visa does not get him into the Ukraine and back easily into the U.S., so while he waited in Poland, she went with a nonprofit organization that helped her navigate through the war zone in Ukraine, stay in a fucking safe house, get this baby and get out of there. Insane. I'm so happy that they are home with. Oh, and, and I think uh, I read Marcel while she was there had to be rushed to the hospital in an ambulance, but he's OK. I don't really know what happened there. The point is they are safe now. They have their baby. I'm hoping the surrogate is safe. And she got her money and she's being taken care of. But yes, happy that they have their son. I am too. I'm just laughing because right when I let my guard down, this roller coaster took <laughs> off again. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, okay, so the baby was born April 11th. Let me be self-centered. We share a birthday. Yay. Uh, but I'm glad the baby's okay. I'm I'm hoping the Sarah gets okay, like recovering safely smoothly in like an actual safe environment because shit is still crazy abroad wow um that was a roller coaster let's conclude y'all see you next week (laughs) y'all let's take a breath pull over let's do some deep breaths and you know intense breathing because it was a lot i'm telling you it was a lot i mean the I think the Darth, the silver twins are like in Iceland or Turkey or something getting a bunch of the surgery. silver lining. <laughs> the silver twins, they're in Iceland doing what? <laughs> I think they're like in Turkey getting like way more surgery, looking crazy. So that will continue to be the same. But yes, okay. let's jump into the mess because, it, yes, we said this was a harrowing news. It was. Fucking Christ. <laughs> um, speaking of... What did you say about something looks? I have to tell you later. I got my brows laminated and my my husband has some funny comments to make. But anyway. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Sorry. We got to do a quick tangent, y'all. I know that we are already like 17 minutes in. Two hours in. (laughs) I have been trying to get my eyebrows laminated. I just haven't because I'm like the upkeep. Because I know I'm going to love it. And then I'm going to have to be spending money every few weeks. But how do they look? I I think they look fabulous. (laughs) It's kind of a long story, but I'll make it short. Okay, so normally whenever um, there's like a new trend that I want to try, I do my research, right? I don't like jump in, but I had this thing coming up, this work travel. I hadn't seen, you know, society in a long time. So I was like, let me get myself together. I, on a whim, went to go get my brows laminated and like full disclosure got there. And I was like, so wait, what are y'all doing to my eyebrows? Like besides making them beautiful, like how are you making them beautiful? 
Um, so come to learn, they like relax the hair, they brush it up. And there's a little bit of a tint. So like imagine your brows literally look laminated like there is like a layer of acrylic on them or something. It looks like they're bold, they're brushed into place, um, but they're nice and fluffy and thick. You know, if you like that caterpillar eyebrow look, I do. I come home and I look at my husband and I'm like, so what do you think? Like knowing <laughs> very well that I look fucking crazy. I look like Eugene Levy. And um, he goes, oh. Do you like them? <laughs> smart. Like, He's smart. Throw it back on you. He's smart. He's smart. So I try to explain to him, like, you know, I just I can't get them wet for 48 hours. Like they're gonna they're gonna look real in just just give me two, three days, I promise you. And this guy just decided, you know what, she's comfortable, we're comfortable in our marriage. So a little bit later he tells me that my eyebrows are giving him a dirty look. Um sometime after that he called me Bert. Sometime after that, he like raised his eyebrows at me in like a flirty motion and I did it back. And he was like, oh, don't flex on me now. <laughs> so they look great now. You saw my pictures. I, sh- I showed you my headshots. They're looking thick. That's without makeup. Yeah, no, that is the because I always think like my goal is to have my eyebrows tinted and laminated mm-hmm. or microbladed slash laminated mm-hmm. at all times. And then have eyelashes or an eyelash tint and also lamination at all times. Because if your eyebrows and your eyelashes are point, you really don't even need to put you on don't. makeup. You don't. You just look amazing. You just, yeah, you just look amazing because honestly, like, that makes such a big difference. And I, I don't need any hair on my body except for the hair on my head, my eyebrows, and my lashes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, God bless. you got to let me know how long it lasts because I'm definitely going to be looking to invest. And we can transition into saying someone who definitely has... Her eyebrows laminated yes. is Miona. Miona. Miona, yes. Girl, I, I have some thoughts, like, obviously, but let's let's introduce, because we haven't done that yet. So we got Jabri, who's 28, from Rapid City, South Dakota. And we have Miona, who's 23, from Serbia. And now her occupation, at least the way she was introduced to us, is makeup artist. Jabri, he doesn't necessarily have an occupation. He, like, dabbles, but I think his like main thing is he was in a band or is in a band they're on hiatus due to COVID yes and I couldn't get a total read on whether like this band is successful enough that like that's his only job and he was maintaining a lifestyle in LA because if he was then you know congrats God bless that's very impressive or if it was just more like a side hobby then again we saw like a very professional looking music video we he's doing shows in Serbia. And mm-hmm. at one point in episode two, his best friend and bandmate David says that they have a pretty big following in Eastern Europe. So, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe he could be, you know, if Usman is the prince of, or the king of Africa, <laughs> I can believe that uh, Jabri is really big in Serbia and other places in yeah. Europe. I can totally believe that, you know, like, fame is different in different countries just based on what people like there so I can see it I can see it but at the same time fame doesn't equate money right like people Mm. might just be downloading the music for free or maybe they haven't gotten to the point where they're like actually producing music for consumption for purchase so I I mean I think overall we can agree with Jabri's mom Um, he's still figuring out some stuff he's still figuring out his life I'm still figuring out like how Jabri and Miona are going to make this work and like what they really see in each other because every time that they've been together it's been on like in vacation mode and he admits that but vacation mode is very different than living life day-to-day mode absolutely and then I am also very concerned with the fact that he seems to be dancing around the finance conversation Mm -hmm. and I don't know how anybody one decides to get married possibly or two uh, decides to move their whole life or you know have someone move their whole life to come to another country with them without discussing finances so uh, (laughs) Jibri is letting us know that he is most likely not going to be able to afford to move Miona back to LA anytime soon it's probably going to be a few months because he's technically unemployed and he's been spending Mm. all this money on the visa and Mm. cowboy hats and pink suits Mm. and such Mm. and when he lets her know she's just like no yeah no I'm not living in South Dakota yeah 
marriage. I'm no. like, no, that's not, no. And he's like, okay, well, we'll talk. And I'm like, no, this is your no, time. No, this like, is, yeah. This is the time. Just let her know, like, the the check is not going to clear. See, the way my bank account is set up, I literally cannot afford LA rent. And, like, those words aren't being said. And I am confused as to why that level of transparency isn't happening. So, yes, problems will be happening, I am sure. Yeah, I mean, not only the way my bank is set up, but see, the way my government is set up, like, once you arrive, you are bound to me for a certain amount, of, we're bound to each other for a certain amount of time. She wants that Kardashian life, and I don't remember there being an episode where the Kardashians moved to South Dakota. Um, I didn't watch the show, but I could I could tell you that much. And so Jabri's mom is a therapist, right? And she asks him about the finances and he goes on some rhyming tangent about being a hustler. <laughs> and his, ther- his therapist mom is probably like, mm, classic avoidance. Yep. <laughs> Deflection. <laughs> Deflection. Yep. And then it doesn't help that like he's like, I got it together, mom. Don't worry. And sometime later, he's going through a drive through car wash with his windows down. And mom's <laughs> like, see, see, boy, <laughs> like you are not ready for this adult life. Oh, God, I don't know who would be more disappointed if his mama watches that scene and be like, who did I raise? Or the car wash attendant who looked quite dismayed in the background. Like, he's literally looking at him like, bruh, like your window is open. Uh, you're getting close. You're literally two inch. You're going to. Oh, wow. OK, he's really going through it. All right. Yeah, just get soaked. That's fine. You could definitely see it in the attendant's face, but he also like spotted the camera because he made eye contact with the camera. <laughs> and he must have been like, is this like for some punked show? Yeah. Like, do I not interfere? What's happening? So, I mean, I don't I don't know how these two kids are going to make it. Um, Jabri's friend David doesn't seem to have much faith because he's like, oh, wow, she's coming. Yeah, good luck, man. I hope it works out. But I doubt it. Like, what have you <laughs> told me, Kat? Yeah, I decided I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go to medical school. I'm going to be a doctor. And I send you a good luck, but I doubt it'll happen like Hallmark card. <laughs> we'll be here when it all crumbles. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> um, so anyway, fast forward. It's finally time for them to have a reunion and Jabri's at the airport. Um, and hopefully Miona will show up sometime or at least the version of her that we know. Oh, my God. This this was a lot of emotions. This airport <laughs> pickup. Because first we have Jibri in a pink suit with the hat, which I actually thought looked pretty cool. But then he bent down and ripped the pants. And I was thinking, oh, that's too bad. He's going to have to switch to regular pants. And then Jibri declares, no, I, I committed. And I'm staying in these ripped pants. And I'm just staying in this outfit. And I was like, isn't this just like the perfect representation and like a metaphor for a 90-day fiancé like Shit is literally ripped at the seams. It's falling apart. It's not going to work. There's no protection offered. And yet, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. going to go through with it. So It looks good. It feels good. As long as you don't look at the minute details, like read the fine print, look at the seams. We're good. <laughs> we are good. Don't lift the like suit jacket and we'll be fine. I guess people oh, won't know Lord. that my boo hole is getting exposed and aired out. Um, but yes, then the other roller coaster of emotion is we're waiting for Miona to arrive at the airport. He set out this red carpet. We've been seeing for the two episodes, you know, pictures of this stunning woman. And I'm thinking like, yes, black queen, like she's gorgeous, whatnot, or I don't know what Middle East. I, I, she's a very tanned person. And then here comes this woman and he's like, oh, it's so excited. And they run to each other. And I'm like, this white lady like she's she's beautiful as well but I was I was genuinely like wait a minute is this a different person like is is TLC pulling a fast one on us did he dump that other way and it wasn't until like I was like oh okay she's going crazy with the tanner and the fill like it's all making sense but I saw foundations like three shades darker yeah it's insane uh but I saw someone I can't remember if it was Instagram or Reddit but someone had a meme that was like all of us being like TLC could never find a bigger catfish than uh, or someone that looks more different than pictures than mahogany. And then TLC's mm. like, hold my beer. And they have the picture of <laughs> Miona <laughs> filtered picture and then her with her actual skin tone. And it was like, oh, OK, yeah, they, they managed to do it. 
The difference is that like Mahogany and Rebecca and others like them are using the magic of technology and actually like, you know, filtering. Miona is like, I'm going to send you an unfiltered photo of me, like not touching it at all. I'm just going to change the way I look in real life. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, what is the foundation contouring self tanning budget? I have no mm-hmm. idea. He said he hadn't asked her about finances, but I think he should find out about that because I think like a lot of money is going to be spent. I mean, what she spends on that is probably what rent costs in South Dakota a month. So I don't know. You had said like pulling a fast one. Let's talk about Bilal and him pulling a fast one on Shada. Um, So first, Bilal is 42 from Kansas City. He's a real estate investor and a real estate agent. So he actually has a real job. And then Shada, who's 37, she's a yoga instructor, and she's from Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, Mm. we have seen a lot of people try a lot of stunts on this show for attention, for camera time. I get the feeling that he's like, I'm going to be the next big breakout, you know, like hopefully I can be like Angela or Paul, like one of these names Mm -hmm. that is like known Mm -hmm. throughout and this is, to me, that's what it felt like. Like, this is my way of making a splash on the first episode because I cannot, with any right mind, believe that this man <laughs> thought it would be a good idea and like a way to test his fiance to see if she's like just interested in money by taking her to this rundown house. Now, don't get me wrong, if that was like his actual living situation and he had been honest, but. He said they met on Instagram. You telling me you're not posting pictures in your house. Yeah. She mentioned he was posting pictures stunting like Louis Vuitton luggage and designer shoes and stuff. But she's meant to believe that you live in this house, sir. And it wasn't even like, OK, it's a modest house. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like that house was literally like on it's a gorgeous. stack of bricks. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's a fucking dream home. Oh, no, I meant... Uh, oh, 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 the, the, the dilapid, quote-unquote, dilapidated home. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, just, no, what's wrong? I don't know. So, I, you know, I like to live in the moment, right? I like to not peek behind the curtain and just take it as it is, face value, how it's presented. But, yeah, even his ex-wife, who, by the way, they're they're cool. They've had this whole marriage. They have two kids, and it's really nice to see them be friends and and healthy co-parents she was like you mean to tell me you really don't post things on your instagram she's like fool i follow you like yeah come on and i'm having a hard time believing that he even just with what he wears like does he purposely dress down for the instagram post i don't think so and also i started looking at all the cast members instagram pages at the start of the season and shida's Instagram shows that she's living a pretty great life in Trinidad and Tobago way before Bilal. Like she's traveling, um, not just in the islands, but she's like traveling abroad. She seems to live in a nice home. She seems to have a pretty successful like yoga instructor career and just doing like, like a lot of entrepreneurial things. So I feel like she met him and also, sorry, his, his Instagram is definitely showy super showy like it's like this is me opening my louis Vuitton boxes this is me. so again wow it's just, so that's what i was like what there's like such a big disconnect because it's like you've clearly been speaking to this woman talking about your successful career she's seen your instagram so of course it's gonna be a mindfuck for her to be like wait a minute he's a real estate investor and this is where he's living and like, clearly he's not that successful at his job and he knows the level of lifestyle that, like, I'm coming from. So it would have been nice to be given a heads up. So I just thought mm-hmm. it was, like, shady and fucked up um, to try to make her look like a gold digger when you're, like, literally just lying and being deceptive for no reason. Yeah, I thought it was fucking dumb. Like, like he's testing her, right? He's testing to see if she's really into being with him versus his money. Well, two things. One, what if she is? Like, she's already there. This is something you should have figured out a long time ago. And two, even if this was, like, a, a good test or, or a good thought process, the test is, what, two days? One day, she's going to go back to your place so she could fake the funk for a few hours. It's just stupid. Um, and It's not just the house. He picks her up in what she described as a Scooby-Doo van. Um, <laughs> it's, like, full of trash. And I'm like, this poor woman just came from another country and you're picking her up in what looks like a kidnapping van. Like, come on. 
Well, you know what's so hilarious is that my fiance picked me up in the exact same van. It wasn't no. dirty. <laughs> he picked you up in a Scooby Doo van. It was his work van because he's okay. <laughs> it was it was literally it's like it's a giant white van like that, maybe oh, bigger. No. It's like a work van because he like installs. He's a uh, builds out elevators, and he like was like coming from work and stuff. So he picked me up from that. I mean, it wasn't like dirty, but just when she was like, what is this? What is going on? I was like, oh man, I got picked up. <laughs> Maybe I should have asked more questions. All you saw were stars and hearts. You were ready to go. <laughs> oh my God. Well, so one other thing that they're going to have to figure out is this whole kid thing. Like I, this is some 90 day nonsense because he was being bashful about showing her his actual lifestyle and now he's also being bashful about this kid conversation he keeps like skirting it right classic deflection classic avoidance she wants a baby this is some shit you should have talked about before committing to this whole visa process yeah this is fucking foolishness and this is where Bilal is like very quickly becoming my least favorite person because two things you had said like okay maybe this could be a good test like if we actually believed or whatever if it was a little bit longer, but no, how is this a test? This woman already agreed to move to a different country before seeing your house and knowing your finances. So clearly she's not that much of a gold digger mm. because a true gold digger being like, nah, fool, I'm going to need to actually get mm. a full tour of your house. What is your income looking like? Cause you know what I didn't do before I moved to England. I, I for sure didn't come here without having a full knowledge. I was like, show me the address. <laughs> Show me the pictures. (laughs) I did a full fucking Google Maps search. Like, what does the area look like? I knew the Mm. rent. Like, I'm just showing up and then finding out I'm living in a storage unit. In squalor? (laughs) Storage unit? Absolutely not. That was a nice storage unit, okay? David gave Annie (laughs) the best storage unit that he could find. The best storage unit he could get for free. Um, (laughs) But yes, like, if she was truly a gold digger, she would have demanded to see that house and those finances right away. And then, like you said, this trying to dance around the child question because you're just trying to avoid it and then letting his fiance, I mean, his ex-wife know that, well, she wants to have kids because she's like 37, but I don't know if I want to have kids. Fool, you need to not be with her. Like that mm-hmm. is just fucked up. We are too old for these games. That is a real serious topic. That's not something that you just said like, all right, maybe we won't have a beach wedding. We'll have a South Dakota wedding. Like, no. (laughs) This is something that it's like, you want kids or you don't. That's major. And this woman is 37 years old. She's not even fucking playing with you. Let her know if you're not going to make it happen. Not to go back, but I also love that, like, she wants a beach wedding. He's like, let me move you to the middle of the country. That's really far from any (laughs) beach. He's like, have you seen the horses here, though? Have you thought about yeah. a barn wedding with some mason jar drinks? No? Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you about a man-made league? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's move on to um, Cara and Guillermo. So Cara is 29 from Charlottesville, Virginia. And she dabbles in a lot. And most recently, through the pandemic, got really into, like, designing balloon garlands and making balloon art. And my husband kind of chuckled, but I was like, hey – I love a good balloon garland. And like, if you look at Instagram, they're all over social media, like top people have them and they cost money. So she's getting paid, I would say a decent amount, depending on how many she's doing. Absolutely. I cracked up right? during that segment because during the pandemic, I was, I mean, I, my job was fine. My job was secure, but I literally was like, this I have so much time on my hands. This could be a good time to pick up a side hustle. And I literally like no joke. I started seeing like in America, you know, like the balloon setups mm-hmm. and garlands and stuff are so huge. And I hadn't seen them as much here, but just slowly popping up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing it here. I'm going to make so much money. Like, I'm going to be one of the first people to make these giant balloon garlands. And I told my man and he was like, you don't even know how to blow up a balloon. You get scared of when they pop. And I was like, wait, do you? Yes. Excellent point. <laughs> so, so that that dream was very quickly dissipated. He's like, go back to your um, investor pitch on selling pictures of your feet online. That might be more lucrative. <laughs> that would be a lot more lucrative. It would be. But so anyway, so Guillermo, he's 23, right? So their whole thing is there's a huge age difference. He's Venezuelan and living in the Dominican Republic. And they met there when she was there on vacation. Now, he is absolutely of age. He was absolutely of age when they met. And like seeing them together, I definitely see the energy 
I don't know about you, though. I just get a little bit weirded out every now and then because he just looks so young. He looks like a little boy. Yeah, I was going to say, to me, literally, I am in... Sorry, y'all. I keep on making it about myself this episode. Let me tell you another story. (laughs) (laughs) The difference, the age difference between me and my boyfriend is six years, like literally exactly as them. Ours is a little different because I met him when he was like 29 and I was in like my mid-30s. So, but... Still, I understand that difference. I don't think it's that big, but I think maybe in your 20s, it might feel a little big. But like you said, I think what threw me off more wasn't even like the age difference because their chemistry seems to be very present. They're very attracted to each other. Like that seemed like one of the most genuine reunions Mm -hmm. that we've had on 90 Day Fiance. Mm -hmm. You felt these two people like each other, are attracted to each other, miss each other. But yes, he has the babiest of baby faces. Yes. So that is what made the 23 feel extra young, even extra, though I don't feel like yeah. their age difference is that big. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's of age and he was of age when they met. And it's only six years. But it's just it's just that he has a baby face. And I'm sure that I mean, he's he's a good looking young guy and he's going to age like fine wine. He's just not fine wine right now. He's barely a great picked off the vine. <laughs> Yes, he is a baby child. And that's why it made it even more weird when she was like, oh, my grandma was saying those oh my sweet, juicy lips. And I'm like, gam gam, I'm gonna need you to cool down. All right, because this man looks like he's 17. So please. And also, you're my grandma. So stop talking about my fiance's like DSLs. Oh my God. No, you know what? I think she said it was his own grandma. His own grandma talks about him okay, having that's good even worse. Yeah, It's gross. It's disgusting. Um, but I, I also had never heard this term sanky panky. Have you? No, I was trying to figure it out if it was like, is that the term in the Dominican Republic? Because they really? said specifically a brown or Latin man trying huh. to, you know, lock down an older. I guess sugar American mama. woman, yeah, sugar uh-huh. mama, and lock those papers in. I, I was like, this has to be like some syndicated show in the DR. Like, there's a character called Sanky Panky. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard this term. I've never heard anyone else um, use that term. That I don't know. But anyway, so Sanky Panky, he wasn't a fan because he's not only does he look young, but like now they're calling him young. She's pretending she's gonna hold him like a baby. It's like <laughs> this is just gross. <laughs> but. You know, I think what was very real here is they did touch upon something that was sad. So I don't want to go down that road, but I will mention quickly. So they talked about Venezuelan political turmoil and what that's done to the Venezuelan people. Guillermo is now in the DR because he needed to leave to find work. And he is now embarking on the journey to the U.S., like the journey to the quote unquote promised land as so many Latinos um, see it depending on where where they're coming from or their socioeconomic status and he's talking about like you know in the U.S. I'm told you can buy whatever you want you can get whatever you want while in contrast like my people are, are struggling to find food and now I have to leave my brothers in the DR so yes we're joking that he's like you know a young man baby face but he's facing like some very grown-up shit yeah definitely and I think because he's on a show and obviously he looks very in love and he's got like you know that youth optimism you forget like yeah shit is real like this I mean and not only is he about to like leave everything he knows and start over a new country this is the second time he's had to do that because he left Venezuela Mm -hmm. specifically to move to DR to get away from the situation there to be able to work so that's a lot Mm -hmm. to have done in such a young age so uh, yeah, with all of that in mind, he's probably like, please stop acting like you're cradling me like a tiny little baby. Right. right. Like you may have traveled the world. You may speak, you know, more than one language. But I've seen some shit too, future wife. Like, thank you very much. Definitely. Um, but yeah, shout out to Kara for actually speaking the language yes. with a lot of ease. It's yes. very refreshing to see that on the show. Yeah, she sounds almost like a native speaker. Like, she gets caught up a little bit, but, I mean, her delivery is on point. Um, Speaking of, like, learning a different language, so Emily, while I don't think she learned a different language, was in China teaching English. Um, So Emily is 29 from Salina, Kansas, and she is, I guess, a stay-at-home mom. And she's with Kobe, who's 34 from Cameroon, who is apparently an international underwear model. You know, just throw that on the resume, put that on LinkedIn. 
Um, but yeah, they met in China while she was there teaching English. And this was meant to be like a one night stand. She was like, I'm leaving China to go back to America in a few weeks. It's going to be just some fun post, you know, club sex mm-hmm. on the shower floor for two hours type of a night, but end up turning. Like, How big is this shower floor? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christ. I thought the same thing. I was like, that is hot and impractical. I was like, just it's trying to very play. hard floor. Very, yeah, hard on the knees. <laughs> This is how we know we're old because you're thinking of like, oh, the knees, the back, the next day I might strain my neck. Oh, no, let's just head to the bed. <laughs> you might slip and break a hip. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so she got in, she got pregnant and that was only after like four weeks of being together or no. I'm confused on the timeline because I think they got engaged and then just like four weeks later she was pregnant. But either way, basically whirlwind, they met, engaged, pregnant all at once. She heads to the U.S. Boom, COVID hits. Yeah. And this is actually makes me feel so bad for not just all these couples on the show, but all the real life couples out there that are like legit couples waiting on their visas. And I can't imagine being separated for two years because COVID made the process so long. I remember when I applied for my visa, it felt so intense and it felt like it was taking forever to hear back. I can't imagine waiting two years and not only to see your significant other, to meet your baby. I mean, my heart went out to Kobe thinking about Mm -hmm. him not being able to come and be with his family. Yeah, I was just, I was just telling my husband, like, imagine, because our youngest is like 19 months old and so Coben is 17 months old when they're filming this I was like imagine like you miss the whole pregnancy you don't meet our daughter until she's about this age and he looked at her he's like he couldn't fathom it it's it's crazy but um adorable Coben is now about to meet his father but I guess is all he? that time <laughs> I was gonna say all that time and they're on the brink of meeting but Emily's like, but I just want one night with you. And why not discuss with Kobe in advance? Why not be like, listen, Kobe, my dude, when you arrive, we're going to spend one night together. This man's going to get off the plane and be like, one, where's my son? And two, why am I not going to meet him until tomorrow? I cannot wait one more day. This plan is ridiculous. I know she's over here thinking like, it's been two years. What's one more day? Like, let's bang it out at the hotel room without my parents overhearing and judging. Meanwhile, this man is like, where's my baby? Where's my baby? I haven't seen my baby. So, yes, communication would have gone a long way here. Like, I think if she would have told him ahead of time and he would have mentally prepared himself, he would have probably I don't know if he would have been fine with it. I kind of feel like I would have been like, nah, I need to see my baby. And can we not get a hotel room after? Like, I don't see why he can't go to the house, see the baby. And then they go to the hotel a day or two later or something to spend some quality time. But at least if he would have been told, he would have been mentally prepared for it. I have a feeling they're not going to go to the hotel room, but that's just me. I mean, but like you said, right? She's over here like, it's been two years. What's one more day? And he's like, it's been two years. I can't wait one more day. Exactly. <sighs> but she's like, anyway. I got all this lingerie. I got to show my new body. I got to see if we still, you know, have that shower magnetism that we oh, had Lord. before. <laughs> um. Did you think the reunion was sweet? Like, did you see the sparks in the natural chemistry? I saw some chemistry and some yeah. sparks. I didn't I, I didn't feel that same level of passion that I did with mm-hmm. Kara and Guillermo. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like, you know, some people aren't just like PDA people, though, at the same yeah. time. I did feel like there was genuine, like, care and, like, emotion there from these two. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Like, it's not the notebook, right? It's not like a fairy tale <laughs> situation. But, yeah, I felt it. It's just. It was interesting because it was like, oh, a nice hug. And he's over here like, yeah, now there's more of her to hug. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> I don't know how you Excuse do things me, we in Cameroon. Be, but <laughs> yeah, we can't all be international underwear models, okay? <laughs> um, I just pushed out a baby. I mean, I know it was 17 months ago, but still. <laughs> I know. She kept talking about the mom bod. And I was like, hey, the mom bod is real. Like, I'm, you know me. I'm trying to get in the gym, trying to get back to it. But anyway. Her parents are apprehensive and rightfully so because they're apparently so. I think it's the dad. I think the dad's the only one working. He has his wife. He has two daughters at home. He has a grandbaby at home. Now he has a future son-in-law at home. And my husband was like, that's a lot. But you know what? It's Kansas. Like, 
it can't cost that much. And I was like, yeah, but it also probably doesn't pay that much either. So, like, it's a ratio thing. This man has a lot on his plate. Absolutely. So I love that he his main concern was like, all right, let me do the calculations. I'm supporting you, my grandson, your husband. Well, he won't be working for six months. And he's like, all right, we're going to need to invest in some condoms, <laughs> the pill, because I know how you are. And I know that our shower is pretty large and I'm not supporting <laughs> oh, another God. person in a few months. He's like, I saw what happened to Lowe over in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about the new rule. <laughs> I've seen my brother Chuck. Oh, God. I'm sure I'm sure Kobe's going to be like, I could sell underwear here, too. You guys were underwear, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, anyway. The underwear model uh, market like in Kansas? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe he could like really go for the wool underwear market because it gets cold there. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't it? In Kansas, isn't it snow? Y'all, let's take this party over to Albuquerque. (laughs) So we got Eve, who is 48, um, from Albuquerque, New Mexico, acupuncturist. And her love interest is Mohammed, who's 25 from Egypt, who I don't know if he has a profession. It wasn't mentioned, but he's very ripped. He is very ripped. Yeah, I don't know what he does for a living. Maybe he is an underwear model as well or a fitness model. What we do know is Eve said he goes to the gym every day and he doesn't drink. And it shows because the man's body is literally on point. I also love that the Internet pointed out that he looks like the love child of Andre and Tim. And if you see those faces mushed together, it literally is him. Andre and Tim, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to need to go to the internet. <laughs> I can't envision it. Oh, I could see the Tim part. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what I think is so interesting? And this is like such a trope, but the way that they met is that she posted a picture of herself in a bikini, okay? In a bikini, an action shot of her in a bikini. And he slipped into the DMs. But now that they are officially a couple, she has to throw out all the clothes that show off even her limbs. Yeah, this makes Ain't this absolutely shit? <laughs> no sense. Like you said, make it make sense. And this is where I'm like, Muhammad, your word doesn't mean anything to me. Because if you want a woman that is like following the strict principles of your culture or your religion or whatever, you, be- you know, what you believe is and if that includes like not showing off tons of skin or whatever, then why are you sliding into some woman's dms talking about like oh great picture or something in a bikini picture you clearly know she likes to rock a bikini she's comfortable mm-hmm. with her body leave this woman alone find someone with similar interests exactly exactly and i'm very curious as to like what their real connection is like because we didn't get to see them together just yet and the kicker here is that like not only do they have to merge their lives together in a normal like cultural sense finances sense she also has a son with special needs. Like that requires a whole conversation in of itself. Multiple like special needs. Um, Multiple. Yes. And he's like, I think like a preteen as well, which is like mm. a hard, you know. That's age. another special need. <laughs> being a preteen. <laughs> yes. You need a lot of support and during that time period. Um, yeah. This is where I'm like, I don't like to like mom shame too much, but I did find a little distressing where I'm like, Girl, I understand we all want to find love. We all want companionship. Hell, we all want some, you know, knee-scratching, hurting time in the shower sometimes. Like, I get it. And do that on the weekend. Go out with your squad. Hit on some young man that's, you know, of age. And, you know, do what you got to do. But I'm like, do we really need to move a 25-year-old into mm. your home when your son has special needs? I don't know. To me, it seems like that's a lot of a situation that he's going to jump into. And is he ready for that? And he's, no one should be put in that position if he's not, because that's your son's life. And it's just, I found the juxtaposition so interesting because she's, you know, an acupuncturist. So she's all about healing people. She is all about healing herself. Like she talked about how that helped her get out of this um, previous relationship with her son's father. And so you would think that in all of that, like natural healing and meditation and reflection process, that she would think about the situation she's putting herself into. But I guess if she didn't, we wouldn't have met her on 90 days. So let's just follow along on the journey. Let's follow along and let's hope 
Muhammad's not trash and he's up to the task. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I'm already not liking this, like, he doesn't want to see me in a bikini. And like, again, like we said, he met you in a bikini. So already mm-hmm. I'm like red flag. Exactly. Well, let's move on to appreciation ring. So who gets yours for, let's just say these past two weeks? Hmm, who is going to get my appreciation ring? I think, I think for this one, I'm going to go with uh, Jabri. I feel like he, I mean, I know a lot of people are sick of seeing musicians that are just using the show to get attention and more streams, which this could totally be the case. I understand. But I am interested in the storyline. I love that he is so committed to outfits, giving us Mm. looks. He committed to like the uh, ripped pants. The fact that they're not having realistic conversations about finances and everything Mm -hmm. is just going to lead to mess. And I appreciate it. So, yes, I give my appreciation ring to Jabri. What about you? Yeah. Well, before I give mine, I'm going to say, yeah, like all of that. Like he committed to having an entourage with that includes someone whose name is Space Cash. You know, like <laughs> yes, you can't make the shit up. Um, my appreciation ring is going to go to a, a team that we actually never talk about. But I'm going to give it to the casting team because I just like the direction that they went in for this season. So thank you, 90 Day Casting Team, for pulling out these all-stars. Please don't disappoint me. Please tell me that you did the right, uh, an appropriate amount of background investigations on social media before bringing them on. Thank you. Yes, let's hope. And before we go, Kat, admit it. What part of you kind of is missing Gino and Jasmine right now? (laughs) El gringo bonito. (laughs) Yes. You know you miss that hat. You know you miss Jasmine and her outbursts. I'm missing them a little. I can. I'm a big enough of a person to say it. I'm missing. I'm missing them a little bit. Okay. I'm honest enough to be like I'm good. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think I'd be okay if they came back in a season or two for happily ever after. But for now, I'm good with the the little break from them. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Well, we will be back next week. Hopefully, we will be introduced to. The other couple, which we saw in the preview with, I think, the fiancés from Brazil. And there she's moving in with her fiancé in America and his brother. And then we also have the return of Biniam and Ariella, which I'm very excited about. I almost called her Ariella. Um, but, yes, Ariella. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> Not Ariella. Ariel. Not Ariella. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. (laughs) Bored and bitchy.